reaching across the country for the biggest sports news this weekend. From Atlanta to Seattle, from Boston to LA, this is Big Sports Radio. Hello and welcome. Come on in. Uh, the water's just fine. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley. We we are the guys who bring you Big Sports Radio uh, every week as we get into the month of December. Fellas, uh, that calendar feeling kind of light because it's one last sheet on the wall. If you still do things old fashioned like I do, like it's uh, we're going to party like it's 1981. Um, hey, we're going to we're going to party like it's, uh, uh, you know, 2001. Right. I mean, uh, way back in the day, Michigan and Iowa in the Big Ten championships. We're looking at Saturday night, um, Indianapolis. It's a lopsided matchup, but this is what it is. Look, it's it always is when you have you have the rules say you have to take one team out of the West Division. So this game is always lopsided. So don't act like it's something fresh or new because this is the way it always is. Um, uh, Let's talk a little football right now. Wolverines and Hawkeyes. Let me start with this. Do the Hawkeyes have any chance to win this game? Well, there's always a chance. I mean, maybe uh, Eli Manning will dress up as a quarterback and go play for Iowa like he does when he did the Penn State thing where he's, you know, dressed up and wore the mustache and stuff. Maybe there's a chance they do that with like four or five guys on offense. But overall, no, I don't think Iowa has a chance unless fluky things happen. If their defense forces a bunch of turnovers, then then weird things can happen. But I, I just don't see it. I don't think they're able to move the ball well enough on offense. Yeah, it would take an injury to J.J. McCarthy and Blake Corum, both for this to have an opportunity for Iowa. Not that Iowa's defense isn't capable of hitting, but I think this game is going to be uh, reminiscent of uh, Penn State and Iowa, where Penn State took the wheels right off, and I think we're going to see a similar performance uh, today. And that's nothing against Iowa's defense, but their offense is horrible. Yeah, and by the way, that's a Penn State team that was the third-best team in the East. So, yeah, if they can dismantle them, um, boy, and that was even with – uh, with the starting quarterback, right? I mean, it wasn't you know, Hill wasn't yeah. in, wasn't in place yet. You're exactly right. Um, Michigan gets Jim Harbaugh back um, after his second three game suspension of the season. They kept rolling right along without him, um, including their two biggest wins of the year um, at Penn State, and then last week at home against Iowa, against uh, Ohio State. So my question is, does it even matter that he's on the sidelines against the Hawkeyes? No, I, I don't think it does. I think there was a there are a couple decisions that happened uh, in the Ohio State game that I think they might have done differently had uh, Harbaugh been there, maybe. But I, I don't think it would have mattered. Um, I, I think that at the end of the day, this team has a lot of talent. They're old. They're veteran. They got you know same running back, same quarterback, and so I think that these guys have been through the been through it, and, and they're ready to have have an opportunity to play for a national title. Yeah, and I think this team is determined after the the particularly the horrible first quarter against TCU, which I'm not certain what Jim Harbaugh was thinking with some of his coaching decisions. But I do think the 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 big headline here is is he will finally now have coached more games than he's been suspended. So he's <laughs> now up seven to six games he's coached versus games he's been suspended. So congratulations to Coach Harbaugh on that. <laughs> Had to get that in there. Uh, here's my question for you. So, Michigan, of course, um, if you have not been following um, the sign-stealing scandal, which is what led Harbaugh to a second uh, three-game suspension, there was another suspension to start the season, self-imposed suspension for a, a totally different issue. Uh, they've had FBI agents on campus this year. It's just been a, it's been a unique 2023 in Ann Arbor. But my question for you, um, 
if you see Georgia fall to Alabama in the SEC championship game, Michigan, your overall number one, um, it feels like they're still, they're just a marked team in this because there was such a backlash from other big 10 coaches and even across the country. We've talked about before that sign stealing is, is not unusual. It's not uncommon. It's the way they went about it. Um, they almost kind of become the, the villain, the, the team that everyone's kind of rooting against. Oh, no question. I think it, so. I think they're going to what to punish them. They're going to, if they win and Georgia loses, they're going to make them play Georgia in the first round, the one, four game. How about that one? Would yeah. that be a matchup that you, Jim Harbaugh does not want to see in the semifinal? You imagine that. Well, the 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 good thing is Harbaugh is always a step ahead. So to figure out how to be the bad guy, they did have Ric Flair come up and talk <laughs> with Harbaugh about Woo! how to be the bad guy. So whether you like him or you don't like him, learn to love him because they're the best they are in college football today. We're going to talk more about this game, and uh, we'll hear from Coach, Coach Harbaugh later, and uh, maybe somebody will ask him if he's going to pull out a fresh new pair of khakis. Uh, for this game against Iowa Saturday night, 8 p.m. on Fox. Uh, that's the game. And it was great to talk, by the way, with uh, Joel Klatt a couple weeks ago last week, actually, and talk about, uh, you know, Michigan and this, you know, this game, actually, Michigan or Ohio State at the time. Um, let's get right to uh, some all Big Ten honors being passed out. No surprise. Northwestern's David Braun, coach of the year. Marvin Harrison, Jr., the offensive player of the year, the great receiver from Ohio State. And Johnny Newton, the defensive lineman uh, for Illinois, taking the defensive player of the year honors. Yeah, I don't think there's any surprises there. I think those are all those are all the chalk bets. I mean, I think um, offensively, Marvin Harrison Jr. I still contend he's the best player in college football, even if even if they didn't win. Um, I, I just think he's fantastic. He's going to be a top three pick in the draft. I think uh, Johnny Newton was just amazing this year for Illinois, and you see, basically, him being out of a game and a half probably cost them a bowl game. Um, because I, I think when he got the the targeting call, the one game, but he was just fantastic. So, and, and Northwestern, how do you not give him coach of the year after a job? He did a team that won, you know, one or two games, the last couple, three games over the last two seasons. Now they win seven. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, I think Braun should be the national coach of the year, because when you add the scandal and the firing of a 20 year coach and, and, and everything that happened, I'm not certain how he does a better job than, than coming out seven, five, taking that team to a bowl. I mean, the tip of tip of the hat to that man. Spectacular. I also thought it was really interesting. Michigan ends up having, uh, you know, a center guard tackle tight end quarterback and running back. Uh, in that first team offense, and that's what people are going to have to stop in in the uh, you know the CFP, barring the most unlikely event of all time, Iowa beating them. And I think that that that's why they could run the ball thirty something times in a row against a team because they had that level of talent lining up on that offense. Well, and to your point, that's what's amazing is everyone talked about how this year's Michigan offensive line is not as good as last year or some years past. Um, and yet here they are. They scored 30 points or more, uh, I believe, 11 out of 12 games. I think the Penn State game was the only one they didn't reach uh, 30 points. So um, hats off to them and hats off to all the all the winners. Uh, this was a really fun year of uh, Big Ten football and and those guys getting honored. Uh, Cooper DeGene is the injured uh, Iowa uh, defensive back, best defensive back of the year. Also, best uh, special teams player of the year. His uh, his teammate uh, Tory uh, Taylor um, of Iowa, the best punter of the year, and on and on. So, um, and we'll see. You know, 
again, Iowa and Michigan in that, uh, that title game. Hey, let's go to basketball right now. Purdue, um, a dominant number one, the unanimous number one in the coaches poll, and rightly so after beating three ranked teams at as many nights to win what everyone feels is the most uh, was the most competitive um, uh, Maui Invitational field in that tournament's history. Yeah, I mean, they'd be, at the time, number 11, number 7, and number 4 in consecutive days. That, does, that doesn't happen unless you're in the NCAA tournament. At least you get a day between them, <laughs> you know, then. <laughs> but back-to-back days, this it's fantastic uh, for Purdue. You know, they, um, you know, obviously this is a tough thing for them coming off a, a year when they, you know, they're a one seed to lose in the first round, second time that's happened. We know that the last time that happened, that team went on and won a national title. So I, I think that Purdue is really, um, you know, is really off to a fantastic start. They've got some great games coming up. They start Big Ten play, and then, of course, they got the games at Alabama and against Arizona um, later on, who's ranked number two. So this should be a fun uh, fun season for the Boilers. Yeah, that, that team is a stacked team. And with Zach Eady, he is a unique weapon in today's basketball. Big physical can rebound, can block shots. And my goodness, if he decides to come back for another year, he will have that year of eligibility, which is just scary because I'm not certain who in college basketball can stop him one-on-one in the paint. I yeah, I don't know. And it, the, the scary thing is his game does not translate well to today's NBA. So that's a real possibility. I mean, you're exactly right. Um, Purdue – Without question, the team to beat in the Big Ten um, and maybe the country again right now, number one and deservedly so. Speaking of a, uh, another uh, college senior with a fifth year that she is very, very likely to take advantage of, Caitlin Clark uh, earlier this week on Sunday um, tied the record. She already had the women's record. She tied Antoine Davis, uh, the great scorer from Detroit, University of Detroit, um, with her 40th 30 point game. Um, and again, she's already Iowa's all-time leading scorer. She's got all of this season, probably next year as well. Uh, reigning player of the year. Hard to believe that she won't get that again this year. Yeah, but she only had six assists and five rebounds. Oh. So it's kind of a down game for her. No, she's a, she's amazing. Such a fun player to watch, too. I, I think you saw what it was a few days ago when she had the the play where she the 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 shove where she shoved the girl that kind of flopped and ran up on her and things like that. She's going to get more and more of that um, over this because no one can guard her in, in a one-on-one setting. And so you get, you're going to get this kind of, they're trying to frustrate her, get in her head and things like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how the big 10 teams do against her when they're, they know they can be, you know, they have to be more physical and they have to be really tough on her. And it's going to be fun to fun to see how she handles that. Yeah. She's a, she's a, a next level uh player because not only is she fantastic on the court but she's got the charisma and is really as the most dominant player off the court as well i would uh, another person we talk about seeing for a fifth year because she's one of the people we could make the joke but we'll have to take a pay cut when she goes professional because her nil uh power is so great She's already out there doing those uh, Buick ads, State Farm ads. She's out there getting paid and yep. scoring at the same time. Uh, Iowa right now number four in the uh, women's top 25. They host Bowling Green, by the way, uh, on Saturday. Hey, stay with us. Uh, coach is coming and going. Um, 
some surprising moves and um, some not so surprising decisions in the Big Ten as uh, the coaching carousel goes round and round. We'll talk more about it coming up. This is Big Sports Radio. Attention business owners, have you filed for your employee retention credit and been approved? Are you now waiting for your refund check from the IRS instead of waiting months to a year plus? How would you like to get your ERC money in about 10 days? Now you can. With ERCMoneyUpfront.com, we help business owners that have filed their employee retention credit and been approved to get their money faster. If you're getting between $75,000 and $5 million, we could get you up to a 70% advance on that money in about 10 days. To learn more about how you can get your ERC money faster, call this number right now. Speak with one of our funding specialists and have a text sent to your cell phone with details. 800-279-0419. 800-279-0419. 800-279-0419. That's 800-279-0419. This is not a loan product except in California. An offer is not available in the state of Massachusetts. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-425-1161. 800-425-1161. That's 800-425-1161. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on credit worthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. the coaching carousel you know guys usually this stuff would drag into you know into the holidays sometimes but listen transfer portal window opens on monday it is the new new world in college football teams wasting no time that's why texas a&m got rid of jimbo fisher when they did and as a result after a lot of talk and some surprising names coming out uh they land right back where we thought they would and uh, bring back their former coordinator mike elko the head coach at duke to come back in and now uh take over as charge of the aggies at college station I think this is a really good hire for Texas A&M Elko because he's a really good football coach. And, and so if he has the talent advantage or at least equal talent, he's going to win a lot of these games and uh, that maybe they weren't, didn't win before. Now, the question is, he's got to keep all that talent. And, he's got, and I think A&M will recruit itself a little bit with their 12th man. But, yeah, I think it's a good hire. Well, It you better got be to- for $75 million, right? You know, and the funny thing is, is Duke quarterback Riley Leonard's put his name into the transfer portal. Hmm. And, you know, um, and and Coach Elko understands the traditions because Texas A&M is, is one of the most tradition-bound universities. And he's been there, understands what's important to the booster and fan base. And I think that is really important at Texas A&M. Yeah, no question about that. Uh, but how about some of the strange names? Mark Stoops last minute uh, mm-hmm. coming out. That was kind of a surprise. And it sounds like uh, the booster said, no, we don't think so. Um, staying in the AC and the SEC, um, just a, you know, one shot for uh, Mississippi State's coach 
after uh, the great Mike Leach passed away. They move on, uh, Brad, and they bring Oklahoma coordinator coming in to take over as a head coach. Yeah, I think this is a good hire in the sense that I, I don't think there's any question he's a good coach. Um, Levy has done a fantastic job. He, you know, part of that kind of the the Art Bryles tree, and I think that's the only downside here is the, you know, the the history maybe a little bit. But he's shown that he can put up great offenses, um, and they need some offense because I think that was one thing about Leach is Leach was fun because they you know they knew how to score points and um, and they didn't do that obviously this year um, at Mississippi State. And the the celebration at the airport for Jeff Lebby is just amazing. Uh, there's obviously uh, some pent up excitement or a lack of anything else to do in the in the you know in, in Mississippi because those fans were going crazy. Three hundred fans there when he got off the plane. Um, that type of enthusiasm is is something that has to make him feel like. Hey, I've got an opportunity here. The fan base cares, and they they need offense after Dan Mullen and and Mike Leach. So uh, that was not going to happen under Zach Arnett. So it's probably a very good move for Mississippi State. Yeah, uh, another move that we were a little bit surprised about: Jonathan Smith uh, jumping um, right into uh, the fire at Michigan State, which is maybe one of the more chaotic jobs that was that's open in this offseason but he takes over for mel tucker who was uh who got the boot for uh doing some things on a phone you shouldn't do uh earlier in the season yeah i i think that um this is one of those things where he left i i, I think if the pac-12 was still intact he probably doesn't take this job but with the pac-12 being the pac-2 now I think it made sense to to get out and take your money and, and go get go take your opportunity at michigan state if they give him time for a rebuild you know, Michigan State's had some pretty good success, and this sounds weird, but even with the new teams, they might be in a better place if they don't have to play Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State every single year, right? I mean, so you know, that's uh, that could be that makes it you know life tough on people. Yeah, I, I'm of two minds on this one because I don't know that I would have wanted that. Michigan State rarely wins when Michigan is good. You got Michigan and Ohio State at historic highs, and Penn State's doing very well. That's a lot of tough recruiting ground to deal with. But uh, when you have generational money like Michigan State is is offering, it certainly is something that makes you think twice. And I'm assuming that they'll get an NIL collective put together pretty quickly to uh, replace what was lost at the start of the season. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Indiana, they uh, send uh, Tom Allen packing after seven years, even even takes a reduced buyout. He was due $15 million, took less than that, and uh, he can go play some golf now. Uh, Houston getting rid of uh, – they got gave the boot to Dana Holgerson after the Cougars uh, finishes 4-8 and eight this year. And uh, look, both those schools uh, still interviewing, trying to get somebody in again uh, for Monday. Uh, Syracuse, this is one I want to get you guys a quick opinion. Uh, Dino Baber's out. Fran Brown, never been a head coach, two years as the defensive backs coach at Georgia – he takes over a head coaching job in the ACC at Syracuse. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, you can't can't argue with the success they've had at Georgia, though, right? I mean, you know, this guy, what's he done? Ho hum, win national titles. So I guess you know that's a good thing. <laughs> rings, thing. yeah. If you're gonna hire, yeah, that that he's definitely a, a good hire. And I was most surprised that Dave Aranda was retained at at Baylor. I thought for sure he was gone, but. It just goes to show you that that some schools are willing to to work a longer plan, and other schools are like win now, baby. 
Yeah. Uh, so Babers is out. Brown is in once he gets done. I'm sure uh, at Georgia, Oregon state, by the way, elevating its defensive coordinator, Trent Bray to take over the place of Smith, uh, Arkansas, Bobby Petrino, uh, because he's out of a job with Texas A&M after Jimbo Fisher's fired, he goes back home to Arkansas. And uh, is there any truth to the rumor that a motorcycle was part of his contract, Brad? Well, I think he did get some uh, motorcycle lessons. Um, uh, there's a little like motocross guy named Weston Fryer, who's like one of the mini midget racer guys. I think he's like 10 now, 12 now, whatever he is. He's going to give Petrino lessons. Yeah, I really can't follow that. Uh, you know, bottom line is, is Bobby's back and nothing could go wrong with Bobby Petrino at Arkansas. <laughs> Well, at least it's not Atlanta. We know he'll finish the season, right? (laughs) There you go. Stay with us. We've got more to come after this. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News and World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-613-8053. That's 800-613-8053. Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airline Airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 800-413-7158. 800-413-7158. That's 800-413-7158. Pac-12 Hoops, right? We got, um, how about... Mike, I got to start off with how good has Arizona been this year? They've been fantastic, right? They're number two in the country. What a what a job that Tommy Lloyd's done. Uh, Tommy Lloyd has proved to be the secret weapon. I mean, my goodness, been just spectacular in his run as coach. I think what makes him so interesting to me is he really knows how to build a roster. And with the transfer portal where you're forced to kind of every year it's a new roster – he has really been able to put the pieces together that that makes them a tough team. The one thing, and, and again, we'll find out in the in the tournament, of course, but the one thing that's interesting is if it wasn't for the stellar performance of Purdue over the last week and a half, we might be talking about this Wildcats as the best team in the country. 
But when Duke beats three ranked teams in three days, or excuse me, when Purdue does that, it just makes it impossible to to give maybe Arizona its due. But right now they are a very strong number two. Yeah, if Duke had done that, we'd had to shut down the rest of the world for a holiday because everybody's because it would be the front of every newspaper. Purdue yeah, did. don't, don't like, get me. Oh, let's let's cool. not get started on that. Yeah, Brad. let's not go there. So, but you know, okay, another team, a team that had a obviously uh, lost a ton last year. Um, you know, with Tiger Campbell, Jaime Jaquez, all those guys, they they lose a lot UCLA, but they're they're still solid. They got a, they did lose their two games in Maui to Marquette and Gonzaga, both close losses to top ten teams. I I don't think that's a bad thing. What do you think about UCLA? My my personal opinion, I think we're gonna learn a lot more about them. They got upcoming games at Villanova and Ohio State against Ohio State and Maryland teams like that before they get in Pac-12 play. I think we'll learn more when that happens and when they actually get in Pac-12 play, but I think they're still going to be solid. Yeah, I I think so as well. You know, you lose to the number four team and number 11 team in the country by a combined six points. It's hard to be disappointed. You obviously want to win those games, but it's hard to be to say that you were outclassed, that you didn't have a shot. And I do think that Ohio State game in particular is one that will let you know how they are from an athletic standpoint, because while Ohio State, Holtman occasionally makes you wonder how good a coach he is, he's put together a very athletic team there. And if you can handle them, that bodes well for the rest of the season for this UCLA team. Yeah, I agree. So USC, also a team getting a lot of hype preseason talking about all their athleticism their nba talent kind of off to a rocky start here you know with losses to uc irvine and also um oklahoma haven't played a ranked opponent yet obviously uh they did get a win against kansas state and seton hall but you know they've got a game against gonzaga and on saturday and then i don't know i i'm not not sold on what they've done so far yeah i would agree with you and and how many times have we seen people, you know, oh, we got we got a game against Gonzaga. Let's see what we can do. That usually doesn't turn out well in <laughs> fairness for those teams. Uh, that's not the type of team that you want. And of course, Mark Few is always looking for a few games like that to help his team prepare for the year end run that they're going to make. And I, I just think that, uh, um, you know, maybe the USC team is is maybe caught up in the backwash of the football uh the football program with uh things that are going on with Lincoln Riley maybe a little bit of the shine has come off the basketball program as well well they're not as long as they don't let Lincoln Riley coach the defense they might be okay yeah, you, no uh, one should let Lincoln Riley coach a defense shouldn't even, they shouldn't even let sport. him near the defense like we'll just do our own defense they should have yeah, co-head coaches even in the national tiddlywink uh, league, we wouldn't want him to be the def- the defensive coach in that because clearly he doesn't. Does he even know there's a defense? I'm not sure. I'm not certain he does. Yeah, it's interesting though. Pac-12 though, you know, you got some teams that maybe have some upside later on, but only one ranked team, and it's number two Arizona in the entire conference. So um, at least this year, and they have no ranked teams next year. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're the pack two will probably not have any ranked teams next season. And I'm not certain looking at the conference. I'm not certain if there's a dark horse who's going to come out of nowhere either. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You're listening to the big sports radio network.
with Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, and Brad Sturdy. Hey, back now to talk more about this Big Ten Championship game. It is Michigan versus Iowa, and our friend Tom Cakert of HawkeyeReport.com. Always uh, so good to uh, join us uh, from the uh, On3 Network. Uh, Tom, we were just talking here in the break. Um, you know, boy, for a team that is – and look, I'm not talking behind anybody's back. We've discussed this, right? For a team that is ridiculed all across the Big Ten that you can't score and the offense is this and – the offensive offensive coordinator's on his way out because he didn't hit the mandatory number of points per game. My goodness, ten and two and going to the Big Ten title game. I think most teams will take that. That's okay. Yeah, they're averaging eighteen points a game and they've won ten games. How about that? Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, but uh, yeah, and they just find different ways to win every week. Last, you know, Friday was wild. I mean, you throw a interception with under a minute left in the game and then they throw it right back to you and then you run uh one play and and get a 15 yard gain and then a guy who hasn't kicked a field goal all year comes in and hits a game winner i mean who writes these things i could if you would have told me that i i couldn't have written it in in you know like a disney movie or something i mean it's it's crazy what they keep doing but they just keep finding ways to win now this week, maybe not, because <laughs> they may be running into an angry Wolverine team uh, that wants to win a title for their head coach. Yeah, this is uh, it's an, obviously a matchup where you know Michigan is uh, maybe number two in the country, right? So they're they're both sides, but I still think Iowa's defense is good enough to give them an opportunity. Can the Iowa offense do anything against this Michigan defense, though? Boy, it's going to be awfully hard for them to do anything. And um, you know, it, it's amazing that they've, you know, you look back, they lost their starting quarterback, Kate McNamara. They lost their two best receivers, uh, Eric Alls out with the ACL uh, tear. And, um, and Luke Lachey, the other tight end, uh, got hurt in the third game of the season, broke his uh, ankle. Um, he's off crutches now and in a not in a boot anymore so he may play in a bowl game but he's not playing this weekend um and they've been shuffling their offensive line every week for the last since the northwestern game at wrigley field they've been you know that game they had three starting offensive linemen go out in the first quarter of that game and still won 10-7 um they've just been shuffling guys in and out and finding guys that can play caleb brown who's really picked up things Last couple of weeks, he goes out in the but uh, just before halftime in the uh, Nebraska game, and um, uh, you know had uh, maybe a concussion. We're not really one hundred percent sure, but but Iowa only has like I think two first downs in the second half of the Nebraska game, and they still win. <laughs> it's just how do you do these things? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, Tom. Tom, if I was a ghostwriter and I'm writing with Kirk Ferens on how he wants to win this championship game come Saturday, well, what's the script that he writes that will lead to an Iowa W and throw the CFP into chaos, which is which will make, if nothing else, Brad Sturdy will be happy since he always roots for chaos. Chaos. So Brad's an agent of chaos, huh? Yes, yes, All he right. is. Love it. 
That's all right. I, I am too. I, I like I like seeing things get messy, and uh, but it's going to be better next year when they have the twelve teams. At least you don't have the arguments over, you know, four or five. Then we'll argue about twelve and thirteen, and that'll be just as entertaining. But no one will care, you know. Like this yeah. year, no one would care if we we're debating Louisville versus Penn State or something. We're not going to really care that much about that. But um, I think the script for this week is probably. 13-10 Iowa, you went on a field goal late. That's just, you know, um, that's just how they're going to – that's the only route they're going to win. If they get, if Michigan scores over 20 points, Iowa's got no chance. They just don't. They're going to have to, you know, maybe get a defensive score. Um, and even then, I just don't know. <laughs> you know, the only time that Iowa's – you know, you can only play who you're scheduled in the Big Ten. So, I Iowa played – Penn State and lost 31 nothing up in Happy Valley earlier this year. Uh, so you wonder about if if it's going to look a lot like that. And that was with Cade McNamara and Eric All still still active players. Uh, you know, not with Deacon Hill as the quarterback. So um, yeah, we'll see what what they do. I I just um, it's going to be awfully tough, but. I'm not counting them out, but I, I could also see um, a game like two years ago when it was, what, 45-3 uh, Michigan winning, and, and it was close in the first half, and then Michigan just put their foot on the gas. I did, My fear is they're just going to be running into, you know, running into one here with Michigan because that team's just going to be motivated to win for that that crazy football coach of theirs, and, and so they can get that scene uh, at the end of the game of, uh, Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti up there handing Jim Trophy, uh, Jim Jim Harbaugh a trophy. I mean, that's what we might see happen. <laughs> Petiti has to be smart and to say something like, "Hey, nice, you could make it this week." Something like that. <laughs> we might as well go on offense, right? <laughs> maybe maybe Petiti should do, start doing signals and see if uh, you know. Maybe they'll bring Connor <laughs> Stallions up there or something. I mean, it was just let's just all let's just make it fun. Make, make Make it, make it like WWE, you know, that's what it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. How about Jim, Jim Harbaugh, uh, suspended for half the season and gets paid a hundred percent. Yeah. Cool. Get it right. I mean, you know, so yeah, I'll tell you, I was on a, I was on a, a press conference thing with Ference for 30 minutes and then with Jim Harbaugh for 30 minutes. I don't know how people cover Harbaugh. I don't know <laughs> how, you do, how you get any copy out of the guy. It's unbelievable. He says nothing. He did. I think like 15 times he said the, the team, the team, the team, you know, and that's all he would say. And let me add to that. And, and you're a veteran journalist. Listen, a lot of coaches don't say much. So yeah. for you to single out Harbaugh, that's how bad it is. Yeah. It, there's coaches speak and then there's Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Because Kirk Ferentz is a master in coach speak. And I'm just sort of used to it and used to his cadence. And I can kind of read through everything he's saying. Harbaugh, it was just like chop, choppy and just not answering questions and just the team, the team, the team, you know, I, I don't know. Just, I don't know how they cover him. Don't know how. Well, it's random, just random thoughts that pop into his head. I think he just says them. Yeah. And so you're, you're, you're just going for the entertainment then. It's almost like a, a, a satire. I think, you know, uh, you know, maybe that's what it is, but I, he's, a, he's so, a caricature of himself. In a yeah, lot of exactly. He was I wearing, agree. he was wearing, um, I don't know, tinted glasses and his hat today on a zoom. 
you know, his uh, his Michigan hat. You know, it was just it was weird. It was just like it was like he was in his game uniform. Uh, he never he could have been hung over, Tom. So they had a party last night. You just never know. He might. <laughs> so they have a so I'm going to back a little bit about this um, situation in Iowa. Is this the best coaching job that you've seen from Kirk Ferentz in his career? I mean, he's had yeah. some good ones. But is this the best one? It might be given that they've won 10 10 uh 10 games with with this this team and playing with a backup quarterback for because he has not had a lot of he has not had years where he's had to go to the backup quarterback really they've they've been really fortunate over the years that they've really limited i mean stancy went down after week nine and in 09 and they had to play james vandenberg down the stretch but stancy was back for the bowl game um so they've had some situations over the years it reminds me a lot of the 2004 iowa team that i covered uh, I'm I'm showing my age there by going back to 2004, but that was the year when they had a bunch of injuries on uh, just at one position. Though really, it was it was uh, a running back, and they lost like five running backs, and they were running a guy out there named Sam Brownlee uh, against Ohio State and AJ Hawk, and he juked AJ Hawk out of his shoes. And Sam Brownlee is a, a guy who looks a lot like us. <laughs> he just you know <laughs> he was just not. He's a walk-on for a reason, uh, but he, you know, was effective enough, and they just kind of figured things out that year. But this, yeah, and I know there's gotten some attention of like Kirk for, um, you know, Coach of the Year. I think that's going to go to David Braun. Uh, I think that was done weeks ago, uh, at least when he got to six wins for sure, um, and he deserves it. I mean, you know, nobody's going to complain. Uh, from the Iowa section. Cause, but, but, you know, I think, I think Kirk, it should be in the conversation. He's done it. How he, how he's gotten 10 wins out of this, this team is frankly kind of remarkable. So one, one quick thought on Harbaugh, he has to be watching out because if you, if you make fun of yourself, you then become a self caricature like David Lee Roth and you go from like the clever <laughs> guy to the guy that nobody respects whatsoever. Um, quick question of what fascinates me is, you know, we, we saw at one point Nick Saban laid, you know, laid down the gauntlet, brought in, you know, brought, brought in an offensive coordinator yep. and, and then, you know, eight years ago and began, began, you know, going with the flow of the modern offense. Is there any shot that, Kirk Ferentz at this late age might because because you know he's not that much older than than Nick Saban was when he nobody thought Nick would ever do it. Could we see Iowa actually do an offense that would complement that type of tough defense and make them a threat? Uh, that was kind of brought up about uh, today in this in this uh, call on the Big Ten um, with the Big Ten championship game and. Short answer is no. He just basically buried himself into like, hey, we've been doing this for 25 years and this is who I am and this is how, how we work and this is how we do things. So whoever he hires for an offensive coordinator, um, you know, be it Paul Christ or if he promotes John Budmeyer or if he hires somebody else on the outside, um, you know, he's going to run the same style of offense. He just feels like this is this is how it's supposed to work. And this has been effective for him. And, um, 
you know, guys that he'll be uh, 69 next year. And um, old people don't change very much. I, I say this as an old dude. So, you know, uh, we're just resistant to change. Uh, so I, I get it. Well, look, it, whatever he's doing, it works for him, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Iowa versus uh, Michigan. It is a Saturday night coming up, 8 o'clock Eastern time on Fox. Tom Caker joining us. As always, it is a pleasure. I appreciate your insights. Hey, have fun in Indy. It's a great city. It's going to be a great game. Absolutely. I, I couldn't get, an, uh, get um, a reservation at St. Elmo's, though. I waited too long. So. Oh, no. Yeah, that's, that's always the best. Exactly. Yes, it is. Exactly. So one of the best places in the Midwest, not just in Indianapolis. Yeah. Tom, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Take care. Appreciate it. Take care, man. Uh, Tom Cakert, once again, HawkeyeReport.com, part of the On3 Network. Always uh, uh, great to have him on the show. Great friend of Big Sports Radio and always good to talk with him. Stay with us. We've got a lot more coming up after this. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help right now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Are drug and alcohol problems hitting you too close to home? Get help right now. Insurance may cover everything. 877-927-3380. 877-927-3380. That's 877-927-3380. Fans of big sports radio and sports spectacular podcasts have a new home on the Chief Sports Network. Find your favorite programs and content all in one place by downloading the Chief Sports app in your mobile device. Created in South Carolina, the Chief Sports Network is the home of an expanding network of live and podcast format programming. It is also the home of one of the leading national college football podcasts, J.C. and Morgan, hosted by ESPN's Mike Morgan and 24-7 Sports' J.C. Sherbert. Download the Chief Sports app for free and find all of your favorite programming under one easy umbrella. Thanks to all of our markets for your loyal support of Big Sports Radio and our Sports Spectacular podcast, and we look forward to connecting with you anywhere in the world on the Chief Sports app. What's the best way to get rid of a timeshare that you don't want? Call the Timeshare Exit Hotline. We're a group of attorneys that help customers legally exit their timeshares. It's an easy process. We guarantee results or you pay nothing. Exit your timeshare today. Call now. 800-715-6093. 800-715-6093. That's 800-715-6093. All right, producer Tony hijacking the airwaves again, taking over for Larry. Quickly here, I got Brad and Mike with me, and time for a little buy or sell, guys. Let's get right down to it. Buying or selling? The biggest problem in Carolina was Frank Reich, and now that he's gone, things are going to be rosy and clear, and Bryce Young is going to be a star in the NFL. Selling, the first part for sure, because I, I don't think that Frank Reich suddenly became an idiot. You know, um, I think there's a lot of talent issues there. I don't think they're ready. I thought Bryce Young, I think um, he's adjusting. It's a huge adjustment because every game that Bryce Young played, always a tremendous college player. Every game he played in college, he had more talent than the other team. 
Now you got to adjust to having the same amount of talent as every other team you're playing or less. It's difficult. I still think he's going to be a quality player, but I just don't think he's there yet. Yeah. And I'm not certain that ownership group really knows what they're doing. Um, <laughs> they, they haven't been successful, you know, under their tenure. Uh, I look at this team as one that, that they need a good coach, but they need a talent infusion of massive proportions if they want to compete in the national football league. Staying in the coaching realm, buy or sell, the Buffalo Bills need to jettison Sean McDermott. He's only holding them back at this point. They've regressed the last three years. Buy or sell, go out and get Bill Belichick to coach the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Can we buy and sell? Can we buy that it's time to move on, but sell that it's trying to be Belichick? Although I will say this. If you put Belichick in Buffalo, he'd have his quarterback, right? He'd have a guy who can make plays. I think Josh Allen's a really talented guy. He can do things with his legs. He can sling it. He's got a great arm. Um, it, but he's kind of been a victim of circumstance here. And, and so I think, yeah, I think it's time to move on. You know, I'm not kind of saying he's a bad coach, but sometimes it's not the right fit. And you reach, you reach a point where it's time to change. And I think they need a new voice in Buffalo. Yeah, I'm not certain Belichick's the answer. Although I will say that while I love Josh Allen, he is so reminiscent of watching a, a young Brett Favre when I lived in Madison, Wisconsin, because Brett Favre had about two incredible plays in his quiver every game, but he also had one really dumb one. And Josh tends to have that one play that you go, yeah, but if we could just not have that pass or yeah, but can we? And I, I do think that it might be time for a new coach. And, you know, if, somebody's willing to trade assets for Belichick, I'm certain that the Patriots would find a way to make that happen. Mm -hmm. All right. Buying or selling Jalen hurts has become the standard for quarterback in the NFL. He is next to Patrick Mahomes. He is on the same level with Patrick Mahomes right now. And he needs to be recognized that way. Buy or sell. Uh, I think that, I have a ton of respect for Jalen Hurts. I think he's a fantastic quarterback. Um, he does a great job. I think he manages the game extremely well. He can run the ball. The the brotherly shove is a lot of fun. You know, it's been fun stuff. But I don't think he's on the level of some of these other guys. I don't think he throws the ball well enough. I I do think they can win because they've got such a great defensive line and things like this. But I do think that he is not quite on the level of some of those top-tier quarterbacks, including Mahomes. Yeah, when I, when I judge quarterbacks, it's the ability to put a ball in about a one foot by one foot square. It, it really where the receiver can catch it while they're on the move, and can they do that every time? And in my opinion, there were some great quarterbacks of the past who who are incredible, but they couldn't do that. And like Pat Mahomes puts it where it's catchable. No matter what the route is, and that's why I would put him at the top. Aaron Rodgers, when he was healthy, would do that. Um, and I, you know, Dak Prescott doesn't do that, and that's how I judge quarterbacks. And right now, Jalen Hurts isn't there, but he is making great strides. And as his confidence grows, I, I think you know he may make a run at entering that top five QBs. But again, for me, it comes down to can you put the ball where it needs to be <clears throat> almost every time? Great, guys. Wonderful segment. 
enjoy it with you both. Uh, really happy to have a time to, to talk with you. And we're going to turn the con back over to Larry. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. 800-816-4492. 800-816-4492. That's 800-816-4492. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-448-0828. 800-448-0828. That's 800-448-0828. Guys, big story that we saw this week, and uh, we all were talking about here before we we started the show. Uh, Mark Cuban going to sell his shares, but retain control of the Dallas Mavericks. This is a really uh, interesting arrangement. Usually, you sell, you get out. Um, so he's going to pocket like three billion dollars and still still be in control of the team. Really wild. He paid uh, what was it, two hundred eighty five million for the Mavericks in yeah. two thousand. So that's a pretty good return on your investment, right? Yes, I is. mean, you know, that's good. So, yeah, I think this is also it creates a, a an opportunity for him maybe to, um, um, you know, they they want to build a new arena near a casino, all these things that are going on. So it's it's a very interesting um, uh, setup, and I think there's a lot of intricacies that we're we're just finding out about in this deal. Yeah, I think they're really looking to get legalized gambling in Texas, where you have cities like Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, that they could Austin, that they could put gambling casinos. And they think um, they actually think Dallas would be the number one tourist resort in the U.S. if they had legalized gambling and put a Venetian style casino with a new basketball arena and a and a resort type of complex and that would be the heart of it so it's a they're gonna have to thread the needle because getting that uh, legalization of gambling through the texas legislature will not be an easy uh task and we should mention it's the adelson family i believe that's buying it and and the report was that she sold two billion dollars worth of stock in the sands hotel in vegas that whole conglomerate to make this happen so Interesting stuff. Um, meanwhile, Olympics coming back to the U.S. You know, it's, guys, look around. The Olympics, it's like they've been avoiding the U.S. like the plague. Um, but in 2034, and the uh, the Salt Lake City will once again host the Winter Olympics. So welcome on back to the five rings. Yeah, it's cool. I You know, I think it's great when you can, you know, have it in the United States. It's always cool to to attend those uh, those major world events. I mean, I'm not a big Winter Olympics guy, but, um, you know, it, it's still fun. I enjoy it. And it's funny. You could actually watch them in like when they're actually live, as opposed to when you watch them yet the, the live action in when it's in China is like at 4 a.m. or whatever. So it makes it a little bit more difficult. Yeah, it, it it's what's interesting to me is if you look at the change we've seen in sports media rights in the last three or four years, trying to plan out for something 
that's 11 years out, the whole marketplace could be totally different than what they bid on. And I just find that fascinating how you can go that far out and be able to, uh, you know, accurately predict what's going to happen. And will you be spending the money on something that's, you know, by that time could be passe or it could be bigger than it's ever been. And the money that these cities have to spend is just, it's, it's, it's really, it's a surprise. It isn't in the U S more often because you already have so many facilities here because sports is such a big deal to pro sports. Uh, Salt Lake city hosting the winter games. First time since Oh two, don't forget uh, LA will host the summer games in 2028. So after a couple of decades of, of no Olympic action, all of a sudden you get some, uh, get some action here. And of course, that should be great for traffic. I'm sure. Oh, it'd be. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Won't affect it at all. Not at <laughs> Um, hey, before before we uh, close out the hour, we did want to talk about a great article we saw this week: dumbest coaching moves of the year. What do you got? What do you got? Well, I mean, I think Miami Mario uh, Cristobal with his uh, instead of taking any side to run it because he didn't understand math. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know really. I don't really know how you you top that one. Although I did find it funny, and I have brought up on our shows, the fact that um, Notre Dame can't count to 11. Um, That's pretty bad. I thought that was pretty awesome as well. But, you know, the Mario, it it should be called the Mario Cup. I I guess the the one thing is about (laughs) Notre Dame, they didn't do it on one play. They did it on two plays, back to back. I mean, it's like my beer. Hold my beer. Watch this. We're going to go with nine next time. <laughs> and, and calling a timeout in between. Yeah. yeah. And still yeah. not catching it. Yeah, Still didn't catch it. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, there's no question. Not good. At, uh, I mean, uh, not good at math. Clearly, we need a math person on the side to count to 11. And Notre Dame, we, we hear all about their academics. But seriously, I'm going to I'm going to do this for you guys. Nine, 10, 11. <laughs> well, how about uh, and well, I know this hurts. Florida Gators having two number threes on the field at the same time. That, that was yeah. that, that, that was bad. And you know, I guess that that one's really bad because that's a, like a team effort. Like I mean, it takes everybody <laughs> from God. Do you think this is a bad idea having two guys at number three and and they might play together? Hey, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> And you wonder, like, if the two guys were next to each other on the sideline, going, "Well, I'm not going to say anything if he doesn't say anything." It's a, it must be legal. It's the Spider-Man meme, right? They're pointing at each other. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, that's two threes. Six. I mean, come yeah. on, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. It's three of the of many, and uh, there'll be much more to come in 2024. You're listening to the Big Sports Radio Network with Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, and Brad Sturdy. Okay, so uh, the big weekend uh, in college football. This is uh, the one, guys. This is why I can't wait to get to you know, a playoff because like literally nothing gets done. Uh, my wife and I were talking about, you know, we're going to maybe go to a basketball game uh, this weekend, but we're trying to figure out how we work that around all the games. Right. So uh big weekend. Let's start in the sec. That's the one um, Saturday game. Okay. The championship game on Saturday. That's the one game where both teams are still in this, um, you know, Alabama only the one loss, but, but they have to win this. They've got to beat Georgia if they want a shot. Otherwise they're out of it. 
Yeah, it's a it's it's basically a play in game for Alabama. This is part of this is if we had an eight team playoff, you'd have one playing eight, and this would be the matchup right here. So, um, I, I think that's interesting. I think the real interesting thing here is if Georgia wins, obviously they're in. It's not a there's no question. Alabama's out. If Alabama wins, then who makes it? I mean, this is this is when you really get into that the nuts and bolts. You have a two time defending national champion that loses in their conference title game. And you're what if there are three other undefeated teams? Oops. Yeah. I mean, it, the other thing that's that I find really interesting is Georgia's looking at its third national title in a row. Yet when you when you look at what the 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 head-to-head matchup, you have you have Nick Saban in the last eight games, he's won seven of them except for that national championship in 2022. So they, they haven't played since then. But for the most part, Alabama has owned Georgia. Can they do it again when it really counts? Or will Kirby get that second win in a row with unbelievable high stakes and really maybe start to signal the kind of the end of the Alabama dynasty? Yeah, Nick Saban, uh, the GOAT of college coaches, there's no question what a storyline it would be if he knocks out Georgia and prevents them from going for that historic three-peat. You're exactly right. Let's listen to the coaches before they take the field uh, in Atlanta. First, uh, Nick Saban, and then Kirby Smart uh, talking about this SEC matchup down in Georgia. They've got good players at every position. Uh, Defensively, they're the number one team in the SEC. I've got good players, well-coached, do a really, really good job, and um, they also do a great job on special teams. So they've got good specialists and this, this is a team that doesn't have a whole lot of weaknesses. That's why they are who they are and what they are. And it's going to be really important for us to do, you know, a great job of executing and do what we do, um, the best that we can do it. They're playing as good a football as anybody in the country. And don't talk to me about playing in Auburn because I know. So they, they, they have played really, really good football, and they've evolved uh, from the start of the year to now. They're not the same team they were in the beginning of the year. Not many are. I mean, we, we had to figure out who we were and, and, and who we were identity-wise and how you're going to use guys. Then guys are out of the offense. Guys are in the offense. Guys are out of the defense, in the defense, and you you evolve. And, and you know, they're, they're a very talented, really well-coached, good football team that's playing its best football at the end of the year. It should be. Uh, I mean, I'm excited for this game. This is probably one of those things I'm probably more excited about this one than than uh, anything. So this should be fun. Yeah, I, I think the, this this the, the matchup of basically, you know, Kirby Kirby Smart can tell Nick Saban, "You made me," and um, Nick's got to figure out how to deal with this creation that he's unleashed on the college football world. And the funny thing is, is if Nick can't kill it. It may not be. It may be alive for quite some time to come. The way uh, Georgia's recruiting and then how they're developing players. So as Brad mentioned, Georgia's one, Alabama eight in this week's uh, college football playoff rankings. Number two sits Michigan, uh, twelve and zero, despite having their coach suspended for half those games. Jim Harbaugh is back uh, for the Wolverines. He'll be back on the sideline trying to go uh, the Baker's dozen thirteen and zero as they take on sixteenth ranked Iowa. Here's Coach Harbaugh talking about this matchup. My focus has been with the team, you know, the entire time. This uh, has been a tremendous season, uh, right right, the exact position 
that we hoped for, that we worked so hard to be in, and and um, it's onward now. There's uh, we've accomplished many of our goals, but not all of them yet, and uh, some still still are out there. Um, beating Michigan State, beating Penn State, beating Ohio State, winning the Big Ten East. You know, now the next is is winning the conference championship, and that's that's uh, where our focus is. Does Jim get to go to this game? I wasn't sure. I didn't sure. I don't know how that works. So no. So how about? I mean, this is your this is your two sixteen matchup. But I'm telling you what, this is the most lopsided matchup of any of these championship games. Yeah. yeah. Iowa's offense is literally terrible. Like I I don't know how a team can average that many points and, and go ten and two. I mean, it's it's hard to do. It's really but- difficult. Playing the Big Ten West is the first thing you need to get yeah. done. Um, yeah. But I, I wonder, real, and I'm not trying to be, because Iowa's defense is worthy of the, the most respect, but does Iowa's offense ever do, do they ever have a play inside Michigan's territory? I'm not certain that they're going to do it this week. Unless there's a turnover. I don't right. think yeah. there's a turnover. Yeah. Yep. Or some kind of special teams thing. That's the only way. I mean, listen, Iowa. They're a twenty-two point underdog in this game in with the with an over under of thirty-five and a half. Right? <laughs> so even Vegas says you can't score two touchdowns. Yep, that's it. Yeah, that's what that's what they're betting. So you're not even going to do that. So uh, yeah, Michigan, Iowa, eight o'clock start. That's on Fox, uh, eight o'clock Eastern um, on that game. Okay, to the Big Twelve. This was interesting because Oklahoma State kind of floated along. We're talking Texas, Oklahoma. Uh, both are leaving the Big 12 after this year. Um, look, for Texas, they're coming in number seven. Another team that has to win this game to, to stay in the mix for a college football playoff. Uh, but guys, we've been talking all season long. We love what the Longhorns have done, and they have made a statement saying that we are ready to move past you guys and get into the SEC next year. Yeah, I, I think Texas had a great year. I think it's going to be difficult for them to Beating Oklahoma State isn't going to do anything for their resume. I don't care how many they win by. I, I don't think anybody looks at that and says, oh, well, they beat Oklahoma State. I mean, Oklahoma State lost to Central Florida 45-3 to just a couple weeks ago, um, which is, I mean, that's saying something, right? And so I, I think that this is a game that Texas has to win, and then they have to hope there's a bunch of chaos on the other ends. You know, I mean, um, with, with some teams losing, they need Florida State to lose. Um Think things like that, and they probably need you know, Georgia has to beat Alabama, maybe uh, Washington beats Oregon. I don't know, but for them to sneak in, it's going to be hard. Yeah, Texas needs pure chaos to happen, you know, and then you let the dice fall, you know, have have um, Washington lose and 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 you know, Alabama win and Florida State lose, but I, I do think that. Texas just is going to kind of they're going to run out of time or run out of runway. They need a they need a higher ranked team to beat in this game and unfortunately Oklahoma State doesn't fit that bill. Well, and they've got a root for Alabama, right? Because that's their yep. that's the only card they have to play. They got to win and have Alabama win and say, "Oh yeah, by the way, we're the only team to beat them. The SEC champion and they're in the playoff. Why aren't we in?" So they'll make that argument. So Coach, what do you so- what do you do there, Larry? What do you do there, Larry? So they beat Alabama, Alabama you got Alabama SEC champion. They have to be in, right? Michigan goes undefeated. Florida State goes undefeated. Let's say Washington or Oregon winner. Where does Texas fit? Yeah. I mean, how do you? Yeah. Where do you? Where do you? 
Do we you know, change to five this year and just say, we're going to have a five play? Exactly. Game. Exactly. You two come back next week. We'll, we're going to flip a coin. Have you played uh, <laughs> either in Denver or Seattle? And I'd watch. The winner I'd watch. would too. I would too. I would too. We all would. Yeah, exactly. It's sad, isn't it? You know, <laughs> we're all gluttons. That's why. That's why the playoff is coming. Um, Coach uh, Steve Sarkeesian talking about uh, this matchup as Longhorns again, just one loss and trying to close out and finish out their Big Twelve run with the championship. We also know it's a great challenge. Um, you know, Oklahoma State's a very good football team. Uh, got a ton of respect for Coach Gundy and what he's been able to do this year. Um, you know, after kind of getting out to a two and two start, making kind of a philosophical change, especially offensively, uh, to go seven and one in their last eight games. Um, you know, a very a, a very good team and making adjustments. Uh, they're a great second half team when things aren't going their way. Most notably, the last couple of weeks, their their ability to adapt to the game. And so we know it's going to be a four quarter game. Uh, we know it's going to be a, a heck of a challenge for us. But I think our guys are, are are up for the challenge. Yeah, Sark's done a fantastic job there. I mean, he's got them in position whether they make the playoff or not. You got to feel like Texas is back. You know what I mean? They they're like back as a major player, legit top ten team year in and year out. Yeah, as as uh, Ace Freely said back in the seventies, they're back in the New York groove. They are, um, they're Texas again. Finally, it's been a long time for those fans. You go back to what two thousand nine. I mean, it, it seems like forever since they they won a Big Twelve and they mattered. So I think he's on the path, and and as they go into the uh, SEC, uh, I think when it originally was announced, people thought Oklahoma would be the tougher FCC team, but I'm not certain anybody believes that anymore. Yeah. Uh, noon Eastern starts, and that one, Oklahoma State taking on number seven, Texas, uh, for the Big 12 uh, title. Meanwhile, the ACC, Florida State's uh, boy got a scare last week without their starting quarterback. He's injured, Jordan Travis. Uh, but they still are undefeated and taking on uh, twice beaten Louisville, the surprise team, one of the big surprises in the country, 14th in the rankings in the ACC championship. This is Mike Norvell talking about uh, his Seminoles, trying to go to 13-0 and and uh, a likely berth in the college football playoff. You, know, you want to be pushing and, and playing your best ball in November so that you can go into December and have these opportunities. And, um, you know, to be able to to go through the year and you're undefeated. I mean, that's a that's a great thing, um, you know, but you want to make sure that you're putting your players in a position that they that they are building throughout the course of the year. And, you know, I mean, guys get you know bumps, they get bruises, you know, that you get tired. I mean, it's a, it's part of the uh, the journey, but you don't want you don't want to see that the, the fatigue to show up in in their performance. You know, you, you got to be smart with them. You got to make sure you're taking care of them, but you're also you're building them up, you know, throughout throughout the uh, the season. And um you know, it all points to times like this. I mean, this is what you do it for, to be able to play in a championship game, to be able to, uh, you know, to, to to carry that over into all things that are beyond. Florida State's another one that you look at, you know, without Travis, are they one of the best four teams? The committee's like hedged multiple times saying, we want the best four teams. And I don't know if they're one of the best four teams right now. Even if they beat Louisville and they're undefeated, if you're really going with that mantra, you could leave them out. But I also think they deserve it based on, doing what they've done. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see if you have a undefeated conference champion not make it in to the preference of a one-loss conference champion. I, I don't know what they're going to do. That'll be a fun thing to watch. It'll be tough, especially if you get a team like, let's say Georgia loses, they have one loss, Alabama has one loss, Michigan, if they win, they're in. Who gets that final slot? That's, that's pretty tough. Um, Mike, you had a good 
a good observation in the break before we started talking about this in terms of who's most uncomfortable this weekend. Yeah, you know, uh, is is Commissioner Phillips and the ACC going to be happy if he's got to give his the trophy to the Florida State team that has figured out like 50 different ways to try to leave the ACC? Or is it... Thanks, Paul Simon. Know, exactly. Or is it, is it uh, you know, your mark uh, out in the Big 12 country who may have to hand it to Texas, the people who uh, split his whole conference? Or is it uh, Klyavikov out in uh, Pac-12 country who's got to deal with um, the winner of of the two two of the four teams that have left? Or Tony Petiti who has to go to Jim Harbaugh and hand off that trophy? I think I might say, hey, Jim, you know what? We're really happy that you showed up for today's game. And then hand him the trophy and just hustle off the stage. Yeah. Let's see. I at least look at the the other guys. Texas and you know whether it's Oregon, Washington, whatever, the, in the Big Twelve or Pac Twelve, or you know, they don't have to deal with them in the future. Yes, Petiti's going to have to give this to Harbaugh. He may have to give it to him every year. Three Michigan's going, so this is <laughs> awesome. Kind of that's what I'm looking forward to. Tony's never been so so much wanting a, a, one of the Big Ten coaches to go to the Chicago Bears. <laughs> <laughs> He may maybe calling Kevin Warren, who's not with the Bears, going, "Hey, <laughs> why don't you take my guy? Coach? Take my guy Harbaugh. Exactly, he's a great take my, guy. Take my guy Harbaugh, please." Oh, very nice, Henny Youngman. Boy, gets <laughs> on a roll today. <laughs> All right, we've got to pay some bills. We're back with more to this. <laughs> Packages start at twenty nine ninety nine a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News & World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-613-8053-800-613-8053-800-613-8053. That's 800-613-8053. Hey guys, I was just thinking, got a question for you. Uh-oh. Oh God. When when you look at Michigan, you got the defensive coordinator going up to Ohio State fans and getting it getting into it with them after the game. You've got the head coach who has been suspended for two, three game spans for the football team. You've got the basketball team head coach who slapped another coach in the past and now manages to get thrown out of a game that he's not coaching at. <laughs> Is there something going on with the Michigan culture that needs to be looked at? Or is this just some random events that have no connection and no um, effect on one another? Brad? Hmm. Man, that's tough. One. Here's what I would say. 
I would say it's more of a microcosm of society more than it is uh, a Michigan culture. I think it's the culture today is to to win now no matter what. And, and I think that's true of a lot of places. It doesn't matter how you accomplish it. And you also have to create it. You're Michigan. You are one of the blue bloods, but yet you have to create some edge too. So you have to like make yourself that way. And I think that's part of this kind of this the way this is. I can't, I can't argue with that. Yeah. I mean, we're in a society right now where there's no shame. Uh, we just do things because we want to, and we, you know, later we just go, Oh yeah, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to say that. So it's true. Uh, but maybe in Ann Arbor, you got to redefine the term Michigan man. It's not what it used yeah. to be. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Speaking of, uh, of, of Michigan, the team that just beat Ohio state, Ryan day, um, is there any more vilified coach that's lost only like three games in his entire career in the big 10? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's guy somehow he's like dead man walking all he does is win except the past three years against michigan yeah he's it's tough i mean what i mean what program i mean and i guess it's my thing would be i think if ryan day had won a national title he'd have more leeway yeah but you know like 11 and 1 is a good year if but had they beat michigan and lost a different game everybody would be happy you know what I mean? I really believe that because that's how important that the game is. And so that's why it's also the most watched game in what, since 2011 or something in college yeah. football. Yeah. So it's crazy. Well, Ryan Day's done a good job as head coach, but the problem is he has no resume that would be equal equivalent to what you would expect for a guy who's hired for arguably the number two job in college football. And so you can't look back and say, well, he knows what to do because he was number one one year at Florida and then they they dropped and then they won another national title. Or, you know, he's done this to come back from adversity. As a head coach, his resume is so weak that you really don't know, can he come back from adversity? And that's the danger of a guy with a ton of talent, but not a lot of experience is the fan base doesn't have anything to, to lay their, uh, you know, to have credibility that he can bring them back from the wilderness. So a lot of rumors out there with Bill Belichick struggling um, in new England. Um, does Robert Kraft make a move and kick the legend out of town and bring in Ryan day who is from new England? Yeah, it'd be interesting. I think that Belichick's time has passed a little bit in the sense that, you know, and I think in his mind, he wants to prove that it wasn't Tom Brady, right? I mean, I think that's his his goal. But at the same time, and I don't think it was all Tom Brady. I think Belichick's a very good football coach. I think that, but the problem is he, you, you replace Tom Brady with Mac Jones. That's not exactly a, that's, that's way down, right? So I think that he just want, needs that, but I think it's time for him to move on if New England wants to win. And I, I think if if he can get him to step down and retire, I think that that would be a best thing for everybody. I think if you could get him to step down, I think there would be a list of four or five NFL teams who would love to trade for the rights to Bill Belichick. And you might be able to get another draft choice for a team that desperately needs it. And then you put Ryan Day in there with his offensive capability and maybe he can draft a quarterback to go along and, and build around, you know, that that'll be his Brady. You know, you speak of quarterbacks and that's one thing I want to get in before we take a break here. Um, Matt rule uh, coming off his first season at Nebraska, talking about again, telling reporters that listen right now in the transfer portal, uh, a good quarterback is going to cost you a million to 1.5 to $2 million. Did those numbers surprise you guys at all? 
Well, I think it's nuts, but quarterback is the most important position in college football. So they're always going to get the most. I, I think that, but you're, you're reaching a point where think numbers don't go down. Right. So if you're a one to 1.5 to $2 million for a starting quarterback right now, uh, a legit starting quarterback, it, man, I, I think that, it, and I think that's for a proven guy. When does it, where does it end? I mean, what's going to happen here as we start moving up and the problem I have with this, and this is the problem with all this NIL stuff is eventually what you're going to see is you're going to see these, they have a salary cap in the NFL. And so, and they have a minimum salary. They don't have that in college football. You're going to see guys making $2 million and guys making zero and it's going to create a problem. Yeah. And I, I do think that in the end, you know, you're, you're going to see like Cam Ward, Washington State is he's going to be a Heisman Trophy candidate if he selects the right school to go to and and you know Brad was right but it's not just college football it's high school football it's peewee football it's the NFL if you get the right quarterback that solves so many problems but how do you keep peace in a locker room where kids have social media and they read about I'm a, you know, so-and-so I'm a loser because I don't have any money. And this other guy's making X amount of dollars. There's going to have to be a whole new level of building team that nobody's had to deal with before. The conversation continues after this. Fans of big sports radio and sports spectacular podcasts have a new home on the Chief Sports Network. Find your favorite programs and content all in one place by downloading the Chief Sports app in your mobile device. Created in South Carolina, the Chief Sports Network is the home of an expanding network of live and podcast format programming. It is also the home of one of the leading national college football podcasts, JC and Morgan, hosted by ESPN's Mike Morgan and 24-7 Sports, J.C. Sherbert. Download the Chief Sports app for free and find all of your favorite programming under one easy umbrella. Thanks to all of our markets for your loyal support of Big Sports Radio and our Sports Spectacular podcast, and we look forward to connecting with you anywhere in the world on the Chief Sports app. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-425-1161. 800-425-1161. 800-425-1161. That's 800-425-1161. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. What's the best way to get rid of a timeshare that you don't want? Call the Timeshare Exit Hotline. We're a group of attorneys at help customers legally exit their timeshares. It's an easy process. We guarantee results or you pay nothing. Exit your timeshare today. Call now. 800-715-6093. 
800-715-6093. That's 800-715-6093. You're listening to the Big Sports Radio Network with Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, and Brad Sturdy. Let's take a look now at Big Ten basketball as conference play opens this weekend. Two teams are ranked in the AP Top 25 this week, and Purdue leads the way. The number one Boilermakers sitting atop the both polls and a unanimous pick in the coaches' poll. Uh, they open at Northwestern Friday night. The sting of being the only, the second number one seed to lose its tourney opener remains, and that will always be there in the history books. But make no mistake, this is a different Purdue team. All-American Zach Eady remains the most dominant, if not the best, player in the nation. And the seven-foot-four-inch center is averaging a double-double. But the maturity and the backcourt, which was manned by a couple of freshmen last year, is huge. Purdue beat Texas Southern earlier this week, but the college basketball world is still buzzing about their performance in Maui, I should say at the Maui tournament. It was actually played in Honolulu during Thanksgiving week. The Boilermakers went in ranked number two in the country, and yet they weren't the favorite because number one, Kansas, was also in the field, uh, which was considered the best in the tournament's long history, Purdue beat number 11 Gonzaga, 7th ranked Tennessee, and number 4 Marquette in successive nights to win the title and establish themselves as the best team in the nation today. Coach Matt Painter talked about this team's objectives and how they're attacking this season a couple of nights ago. You know, it's pretty exciting. You know, something you really you never really thought about much. You're just trying to improve. You're trying to get better. Trying to do whatever you can for your program. Um, to be a it starts an evaluation. It starts with knowing who you're getting um, just across the board. Obviously, you're going to take talented players, but I think it's more than that that leads to winning. And uh, I think our staff has done a really good job. And then our players have worked hard. You can you can see the time that they've put in from year to year and get better. And sometimes it's not as obvious because, you know, when you, you have a, a good program, you know, people are going to have to sacrifice. They're not going to be able to play as much as they want across the board. You're going to have a handful that do, and you're going to have a handful that don't. And that's hard. You know, that's really hard for young people to come to grips with. But if they put winning and education, you know, ahead of things, and they understand big picture things, and now, you know, you, you find some guys that are going to sacrifice and really commit to their roles, and, you know, that's how you're going to have success. And so we didn't Coming into this year with the goal of being number one in the country, we just, you know, very fortunate. We could have got beat by any of the three teams we played in Hawaii. you got to keep it in perspective. You know, a couple possessions better than one team, one possession better than a couple others. You know, all three of those teams could have beat us. Um, and so you got to keep things of that nature in perspective and know that we were making mistakes in those games. Just like tonight, we win by 30, but we're still making some mistakes. And... Keep trying to enhance the good things that you're doing and trying to fix some of the things that you're struggling with or just get better, right? And if you have that mindset, you know, I, I think you can do special things. Matt, with coming back from Maui, Big Ten game ahead this week, this could have been an easy game to overlook. How do you feel like your team formed into that? What does that say about your team? I thought they were they were good. You know, we didn't have long practices just because we're, you know, once again kind of up against it. You know, yeah. with a game on Friday, then a conference game, then another conference game on Monday. You know, you got three games in seven days, you know, starting with this one. So, um, you know, we thought it was smart. Uh, even though we still have good practices, you know, not go as long. And, and I think that could really help them. But, um, 
Yeah, I, I, I thought our guys played well. I thought the difference in the game was the beginning of the second half, just kind of pushed the game out. I thought they made some, you know, three or four shots in the first half that were really tough. They kept it at 15. And then uh, that first five, six minutes, you know, really separated us in the, in the game. But I, I, I thought our guys were ready to go. Matt, what was Braden's sales pitch with about <laughs> seven, eight minutes to go? And yeah. I, on top of that, just kind of what's the balance? You want it for the player. You want him to get those achievements, Correct. but you want to be smart too. How do you yeah. have to kind of balance that and realize, listen, there's a, a bigger thing in store? Yeah, you don't balance it. You know, there's nothing wrong with if, if he's still in the game, staying in the game. But once you take somebody out, like you don't cheat the game. And then you're the biggest buffoon in the world if he goes back in and he gets injured. So like a lot of people just look at one side of, of a consequence. They don't look on the other side of a consequence. You know, you put him back in to get a trivial record, which is really cool, right? Joe Barry Carroll's the only one that's ever got a triple-double. And uh, I wanted to get it too but not at the expense of the other coach. Like I have a lot of respect for Coach Jones and Texas Southern. They went to the tournament three times in a row. I don't care if they never won a game, I wouldn't do it. Um, you know, just because, like I've been on the other end. And um, a lot of times you see that in the NBA a lot when those guys go to score, like I'm trying to stop Will from scoring, you know, there at the end. And, you know, who doesn't want to get 100 points, right? Everybody wants to get 100 points, but not at the expense of somebody else. I think it's important for them. You know, we came here to get a win and get better. We did that. Um, so him going in and acting like he was going in, that was on him. I thought that was pretty good on his part. That was pretty good. Said, like, but I had nothing to do with it. I saw him like, you know, hey, where, where the hell are you going? Like, There's a process here. You can't just do this on your own. But um, I thought that was pretty funny. The Boilers host Iowa on Monday and then back to the top 25 grind at number 23 Alabama next Saturday and then a showdown with fourth-ranked Arizona a week later. That's five ranked opponents before the new year. Then comes a showdown with 24th-ranked Illinois at Mackey Arena in early January. The Illini lost their lone matchup with a ranked foe and they fell to Marquette at home as part of the Gavit games in early November. And they've had some early season injury problems. Coleman Hawkins, a versatile senior forward who flirted with staying in the NBA draft last summer has missed the last three games with knee tendonitis but is expected to be back in the lineup Saturday when Illinois visits Rutgers for its big season opener. Also, freshman point guard Nico Moretti was having his best game off the bench this season when he suffered an undisclosed lower leg or foot injury. The import from Italy has been seen wearing a walking boot and his return is uncertain. He may be a key for the Illini in Big Ten play as they look for help at the point. Illinois has played just one game since beating Southern University, the game in which Moretti was injured back on November 19th. Here's Illini coach Brad Underwood. Yeah, it's we we talked to our team uh, postgame tonight. You know, it's not next Saturday at 3 o'clock. I think that's game time. Uh, it's not when you flip the switch. You know, it's your preparation that that allows you to be successful in those in those deals and in those games and it's a league game um you know it's getting everybody up to speed to know that there's a different intensity that happens in conference play um it's really hard to explain uh but there's just amped up you know and it'll and and the rack is is definitely going to be amped up uh but uh uh we've got to get better we've got to get a little bit tougher we've got you know our toughness has to travel uh, our defense has to travel and, uh, you know, and then we've got to dive into the the scouting piece of it and find out where maybe there's a hole or two and, and uh, see if we can exp uh, ex exploit it. But uh, we just, um, you know, 
got to keep keep doing the simple things. And uh, you know, we practice boredom. You know, doing the same things over and over so we can get really good at it. And um, you know, we need our, we need our top ten defense in 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 the next few. Brad, third time was a charm with recruiting Quincy. How has he lined up to what you expected? And I mean, you've liked him for a long time. And I getting to coach him, how has that lined up with what you thought? Yeah, it's a really good question because the people here, you know, when you when you recruit somebody a long time, like you do high school kids, you really get to know them, and you find out what a wonderful human being Quincy Gurrier is. I mean, rock star. And we've always said we want character. And over characters, and his character as a person um, is infectious. And it's he, he all he does. He's always got a smile on his face. He's a he's a very mature beyond his his own years. And um, you know, then there's the ability. And you know, you're talking about a young man who I think was a top. I don't know some number. You guys all know the numbers better than me. Top recruit, um, and. Uh, it's unfortunate he had the little wrist injury because I do think at some point he's going to start making a lot of threes. And then you put that, it was always getting back to rebounding. I thought he was one of the most tenacious rebounders I saw when we recruited him. And, and you guys know how I like that. Uh, I think he is a world-class defender. I think you put him and Terrence, and I think those guys have the ability to lock people up. Terrence can um, play multiple positions, and, and Quincy's proven that he can do that. But for me, it's who he was as a person. Um, and then you put that with his ability. He's super athletic. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we, we hit a home run there. As you get ready, maybe for what could be a challenging December, what kind of foundation do you feel like you've laid with these first six games just to build off to that? Yeah. And you know, I, I, I go back even to the, the two, I, the two exhibitions. You know, I think we we found a, a a really nice balance of of great great competition, top level. I mean, you, I mean, you know, obviously Kansas was one, and Marquette, and and then you you've you've found some games where you can get guys minutes, and you can work on combinations, and 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 maybe not be overly um, stressed about the outcome, but but how you get get to it and, and find those things out. So, um, yeah, I've, I've been, I've been really pleased with, with this group and I've been really pleased with the, the improvements we've made. And, um, you know, now it's, it's, it's what we really play for is, is, is those, those late games and, and, and putting ourselves in a position to, to go win them. Brad, what, how has uh, Coleman responded to these couple of weeks of rest? How has that gone for him and what's the key to bring him back into the fold? Yeah, leg strength, uh, you know, and I mean, Coleman has been extremely committed, extremely dedicated to getting back. And it, it was, you know, it was it was my decision to hold him. Um, he, it was not his. He wanted to try to keep playing. Um, but over time, when you're when you don't practice effectively, uh, you're not going to play very effectively. And And we were getting to that point where, you know, Coleman was spending more time trying to rehab and recover and just get through a practice and, and, and then he wasn't practicing. And so you're going to find inconsistent play throughout, no matter the fact he's a fourth year guy with us. Um, so I, I thought we, you know, these few weeks, these opportunities to, to, to get better. Uh, we'll see. I don't know if it's, it, if 
we're, we're, we're making progress. I just don't know if we're, where we're need, where we need to be yet. Like Purdue, Illinois has a daunting week ahead. They won't resume Big Ten play until next month, but they'll stay on the East Coast after the Rutgers game for a game against 17th, like that 13th ranked Florida Atlantic. The Owls coming off their Cinderella Final Four run have an experienced team that will take the court in Madison Square Garden. Illinois played in the same game a year ago and beat second-ranked Texas in overtime. Then Illinois will be at number 10 Tennessee next Saturday. Uh, in a game on CBS in Knoxville. Hoops are here, and we're glad for it. More Big Sports Radio after this. Attention business owners. Have you filed for your employee retention credit and been approved? Are you now waiting for your refund check from the IRS? Instead of waiting months to a year plus, how would you like to get your ERC money in about 10 days? Now you can. With ERCMoneyUpfront.com, we help business owners that have filed their employee retention credit and been approved to get their money faster. If you're getting between $75,000 and $5 million, we could get you up to a 70% advance on that money in about 10 days. To learn more about how you can get your ERC money faster, call this number right now. Speak with one of our funding specialists and have a text sent to your cell phone with details. 800-279-0419. That's 800-279-0419. This is not a loan product except in California. An offer is not available in the state of Massachusetts. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. 800-816-4492. 800-816-4492. That's 800-816-4492. So we got Mike, we got baseball and free agents, the hot stove league, right? This is the fun time of the year for the major, major league baseball and their free agent. I think it's been, I think it's goes slower now, right now it's all been just pitchers and we've seen some interesting things. I think the Cardinals signing uh sunny gray three years, 75 million is pretty interesting signing. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing to me is, is, you know, prior to the, to the off season, people talked about, the Cardinals looking to go after uh, and get three starting pitchers. And, you know, when you, you look at the Kyle Gibson deal and then you also factor in Lance Lynn, now they've got those. And is that good enough to be mission accomplished? Are they good? Are they good enough as a, as a group? No, they're not. They need to add another one. Um, and I think Sonny Gray, Sonny Gray is a really, he's a quality pitcher. I think the problem with Sonny Gray is like every third year, he's a number one, but then he has a couple of years where he's a three or four. And so you have to figure out, he has to have a good season for uh, to that to pay off. And I think uh, the Cardinals still need a dominant starting pitcher still, and maybe they'll get the the Japanese. I don't know. But um, now Philadelphia, they were able to sign um, Aaron Nola back to him. Seven years, $125 million. Pretty good deal um, for him. Yeah, you know, I, I'm just glad that he's going to be able to make ends meet with inflation at the grocery <laughs> store and the gas pump. 
that $172 million doesn't go as far as it used to. It may only make it to his great-great-great-grandchildren um, as opposed to his great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren. So congratulations to Aaron. Uh, fantastic. But it is tough, and I guess we're proving that we're old because we look at these numbers, and as much as the player is there, it's not his fault. We are shocked by the, the size of these contracts. Yeah, I, and you, you look at um, you know, the Tigers signing uh, Kente Mejeda. This is a guy who's you know, uh, career war is eight point six wins above replacement, eight point six for his career. Um, that's pretty wild when you think about it. How, you know, yeah, how much you know he gets signed, and it, they get a lot of money, and you don't even have to be very good, right? So, uh, it's it's crazy. Just innings eaters. The two guys Cardinals signed. You mentioned Gibson and Lynn. Um, I, they get good things. All right, here's your question. Uh, Tony Cadero with our, our producer with a great question. What would Bob Gibson get after he was a free agent today after his 1968 season? One would think with the, you know, the, the sub two ERA, one would think, uh, compared to what's out there, he, you know, he might make 60 to 80 million a year. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's hard to know. And of course <laughs> the big question is where is Shohei going to go? You know, that's the one that everybody wants to know. And, you know, it, it, that could be a signing that single-handedly shifts the balance of power somewhere in the league. The weird part about him is too they're they're competing for a a uh, basically a DH for next year, and then he's going to be a pitcher the following year. So you're like it's like almost want to back end his contract too. Say we'll pay you this much to be DH, twenty million to be DH, but then we'll pay you thirty five million when you're pitching and you're a DH. So don't you think? Don't you think the purse the team that gets him? is going to say, you know what, we'll just pay you that for the first year. We'll pay you the combined rate. Oh, yeah. And that'll, that'll be the determination on who wins. Who do you think is going to be the team that he'll land with? Man, I just see him, you know, being a guy who wants to, you know, goes to the, the biggest dollars. And I, so I think it's going to be, I think it's probably, I, my guess is like a Mets or somebody like that. I, I think he'll leave the West Coast. I really do. Unless the Dodgers put something together. I've heard a lot of Cubs talk. But I, I just... Man, I I don't know. I mean, all that well, that would be great for the Cubs. I but I just uh, you know you wonder what's going to happen, and and there's always a lot of money over there in the Bronx too. So we'll see. Yeah, that that'll be fun. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-373-8414. 800-373-8414. 800-373-8414. That's 800-373-8414.
Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airline don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 800-413-7158. 800-413-7158. That's 800-413-7158. You're listening to the Big Sports Radio Network. With Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, and Brad Sturdy. Well, you know, we always close our show with our picks. And Mike, for I think the first time this entire season, you and I get dibs. Sturdy yeah, finally I, came back down to earth. Yeah, it's kind of nice to see him in the rearview mirror, you know, chugging along behind us. Yeah, that's just, but yeah, you most know, people you, are, most people are afraid of that because <laughs> I could fall on them. <laughs> Well, we, right. We've been waiting all year to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Lots going on this weekend. Let's get right to it. Let's start at the, uh, again, the, the game that's the, the big game. Uh, Georgia and Alabama in the SEC championship. Who you like? Well, I, I actually, I, I think Georgia is the best, best team in the country. Um, outside of maybe Michigan, I think Michigan has the team that can beat them. But I think Georgia is the best team. I think they're going to come out on top in this game. Although I do give Alabama a chance. I think Nick Saban is He's a decent coach. He's had success against Georgia. And so I think that they ha- they do have a legit chance, but I just think Georgia has – they're just too um, cohesive right now. Yeah, and I would, I would look, to be honest, I- I've been on the UGA bandwagon. I just don't see them losing to Alabama as good as Nick Saban is. I think it's going to be the Bulldogs. Love the Bulldogs, but I'm voting chaos. I'm going with Alabama in this one. We'll see what happens. I respect uh, that, Larry. I respect it. You respect, respect, respect the uh, the, the roll of the dice, baby. It's like yep. World Series of Dice right here on the show. Uh, thank you, Abe Chappelle fans. You 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 got that <laughs> that reference. Um, okay, A- ACC, Florida State versus Louisville. I like Florida State here. I just think their defense is good enough that they're going to able to to win this game. I think um, Louisville kind of was exposed a little bit last week for not being quite as good as we thought they were, and. So I like Florida State even without their quarterback. I think their young quarterback, um, you know, showed up some things. Now the question becomes: They do have a guy, you know, the guy got hit. You know, their backup quarterback got hit last week and left the game. So it'll be interesting. But I, I just think Florida State ha- is too much to play for to lose this game. Yeah, I'm actually going to go Louisville. I think I think they're going to pull the the big upset. Uh, and and you know, again, it doesn't mean much for them. You know, other because they're not going to go to the the CFP, but I think they're going to pull the big upset and uh, Brahms going to look really good this weekend. Well, okay. Uh, this is tough. I voted chaos SEC. I'm going to stick with the, the leader in the ACC and go with Florida state, even though, so I just contradicted myself in like 30 seconds. So there you go <laughs> uh, to the big 12, Texas and Oklahoma state. I just don't think Oklahoma state's that good. So I think Texas wins this game. I think I would have much rather seen a Texas Oklahoma rematch. 
Um, I think that would have been fun. I still think Texas is the best team in the Big 12. And I think they're, you know, they're probably clearly the best team in the Big 12. But, you know, a Kansas State or a, you know, Oklahoma been able to sneak in there. I think that would have been better for Texas as well. Yeah, and I think I think Texas is going to win this. And Brad, I agree with you. I think this one might be over by the half. Yeah, I agree. Texas, I just think they're they're wired. They've had one hiccup, but they've been outstanding all season. I'm going Texas as well. To the Big Ten, Michigan and Iowa. I think I can write this down without, but I'll let you say it anyway. Go blue. <laughs> That's all I got to say. That's it. Be, go blue and just keep it going. Yep. Yeah, I think Iowa's going to do some incredible things. Unfortunately, they'll be on the wrong end of the score, and it may not be as incredible for Iowa fans. I see Michigan winning this one to the tune of 35 to 3. Yeah, I, I, that's probably about right. I'm going Michigan as well. Uh, Pac 12, it's the Friday night game. Um, maybe the best game of them all. Let's just be really honest right now. Washington uh, beat the Ducks earlier in the season, uh, but Oregon has played lights out since then. Um, two guys who should be Heisman finalists and Bo Nix. Uh, and uh, Michael Penix Jr. for Washington. Next, of course, for Oregon. Um, final two, final game for both these teams in the Pac-12. Who you got? You know, I, I think Oregon is just playing so well right now. I know they lost Washington back on October 14th by three points, but every other game since then, they have just, I mean, they, they've won by, you know, multiple touchdowns in almost every game. It's just been looked dominant. I think Oregon wins this game. Oh, I think it's going to be a great game. I think there's going to be a lot of points put up, but I just think the Ducks have have what it takes, to, and I think they get into the college football playoff. Yeah, I, I think Oregon's going to win this one, but I will say the X factor is Penix at quarterback. I'm sure he's sick and tired of hearing about Jalen Daniels, and he has. They've said that you know Washington hasn't played as well. If he puts together a, one of the fantastic games that he's capable of, this could be the masterpiece of games. But I still have to go with Oregon. Yeah, it's tough. I voted Washington all week long, I, all all year long. I just think that you're outstanding. I agree, huge Michael Penix fan. Um, but I think again, like you said, Oregon has just played so well, and it was such a close game. I mean, it came it came right down to you know to the end. Um, the last time they played, I'm going to go with the Ducks as well and uh, agree with you guys uh, for once. Well, that's it. Um, again, enjoy the games. Make sure you get your chips and dip and your drinks all store, stored up ahead of time and uh, and get ready. Uh, we appreciate everybody who stopped by this week to talk as always. For Mike and Brad, I'm Larry and everyone here at part of the show. We appreciate you stopping by. Be sure to uh, enjoy the games and enjoy the weekend. We'll see you next time. Same place right here. This has been a presentation of LMBC Sports LLC and Revision Sound. We'll be back next week on Big Sports Radio Network.